Welcome back to the Beast Game Podcast, and today we are talking about the Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad, not the Suicide Squad from a couple years ago. That movie was trash. But this one is directed by well-known Marvel director James Gunn, and this was done in a brief respite when Disney went stupid and decided to fire James Gunn over some jokey comments. The world got a little sensitive. Nevertheless, DC scooped him up for this movie. It's written and directed by James Gunn. It stars Idris Elba, Margot Robbie, and John Cena! Yabadoo. The synopsis is supervillains Holly Quinn, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, and also Rick Flagg <laughs> is also involved. And a collection of nutty con at Bell Reed Prison join the super secret, super shady Task Force X. They are dropped off at a remote enemy-infused island of Carter Matisse. And the movie starts off with Michael Rooker. And he is one of the prisoners in the jail that all the supervillains are in. It's Viola Davis basically calling him out to be a part of this iteration of a suicide squad, Joel Kinnaman, Colonel Rick Flagg, leading this particular group, and also Harley Quinn's a part of it, basically sent to an island to invade it, but they get overwhelmed. Totally overwhelmed, destroyed. A handful of people will survive that, which is Harley Quinn and Joel Kinnaman. And, but then there's a whole nother team there that it kind of goes back into a flashback where it's Idris Elba, John Cena, and a couple other people using the other team as a diversion. This island, the Cultural Matisse, has a very strict ruler, Amanda Waller, Viola Davis character, wants to take over the island, kind of put it back in the good graces of the U.S. It is back to school time at General Miguel's. General Miguel's wants you to stay in school and learn how to trap too. Big Mike, how would you feel about the Suicide Squad? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the world don't need no dummies out here, all right? The world don't need no dummies, you know. Just make that money. Oh shit. Get the crack Thanks, moving. I needed that laugh. <laughs> I liked it. I think like the second half of the movie I was kinda in and out because I just didn't feel well. But I still caught everything that happened. But at the end of it I thoroughly enjoyed the movie, I will say that. You can definitely tell James Gunn put a different feel to DC. It was still, like, it was dark, but it still kind of had, like, that humorous side and kind of fun, in mm-hmm. a way. I thought the action was good. He was on par with, he said, don't get used to anybody. That was true statement. <laughs> I expected to start the way it did, but, you know, he was true to form with that. Um, I will say, I think John Cena, this might be one of his better performances, in my opinion. He didn't have to do much, but yeah, it was definitely better than his performance in Fast and Furious. We see that. Yeah, Fast and Furious was bad. Very bad. Yeah, his performance of this, I can see why HBO Max Green led the Peacemaker show, even if it was just six episodes. So Idris Elba was definitely good. Definitely better than Will Smith, in my opinion. To me, Bloodsport was just, I guess, because they just didn't want to go the Deadshot route. But just overall, it was better than Will's performance in the first one, to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, Idris Elba is a better lead than Will Smith will ever be. Get that clear. Even with... Not true. Matt Yoss' podcast. But even with this iteration of the Suicide Squad, it was always going to be a better movie just because of the direction behind it. David Ayer is a good director, but he's hit and miss. James Gunn is always hit. Yeah, and I was going to say he did an excellent job with Harley Quinn. 
I saw what Matt was talking about. Like, to me, this is easily her best representation throughout the whole DC universe that they've done. Nothing was forced. They didn't press any issues with her. Like, she was just a badass, crazy-ass female. And that's basically all you had to do. You didn't have to reference the Joker. You didn't have to do any of those things. She was able to stand on her own in this film, in my opinion, versus what they tried to do in the past, which is tired of everything else. She's depending on the male or the whole heartache type thing and all that. Easily one of DC's best movies. I see why they went ahead and told James Gunn, hey, you're doing another film for us. That's definitely a smart move. If you find someone that can execute and make something work, you need to lock them down. Don't keep toying around with everybody else and fall back on your momentum. This was enjoyable enough that I watched it at home, but I would definitely go to theater and see it. Even all the side characters and ones that people didn't really know too much about, glimpses or moments, they were even still enjoyable to watch. The banner and everything going back and forth. Even Polka Dot Man, I was kind of like, eh, how's this going to go? It's skeptical about the character, but he ended up working in the end. To me, it was a good movie. I'm going to watch it again just to make sure there's nothing I missed. But I think this is definitely one of DC's strongest showings. All right, Keith? I'm going to echo a lot of what Mike said, but I'm going to just say flat out that it was an entertaining film. The thing I could take away from this film and, and like the differences between this film and the first one was that there was a concise story and one voice and vision guiding the story. It almost feels like somebody told him, go over here, make your movie. Don't worry about nobody else. And then he made his movie. He did it and it came out because it didn't have any of the weird, the political identity politics, any of that stuff going on. And it. it was just straight old popcorn entertainment. Didn't have any of um, Zack Snyder's attempt at trying to ground the DC cinematic universe in reality. Pure popcorn, pure enjoyment. I didn't think a lot of these characters would work, but they worked. I mean, even like the beginning when someone were getting popped off like they were, I was just like, wait a minute, but still too entertaining to kind of wish it back. But like Michael Rooker's whole intro, it came off as this badass type. You're kind of thinking, oh, he's about to show them how to do things. He gets to the point and he cracks and, and then the title credits roll. And you realize that this, okay, this is what the Suicide Squad's about. Not pulling punches. It's, it's not for the kids. Craziness. And just insanity going on throughout the whole thing. I thought most of the jokes and most of the gags worked. I didn't have any laugh out loud moments like I did with Guardians of the Galaxy. And I kind of was looking for that. Full on entertained by the whole film, beginning to end. It's a credit to a filmmaker. One, he could follow up making a star out of a talking raccoon and a tree. I can only say one word. That he can make stars out of those. That he can take the premise of a starfish from space being the big villain and being a legitimate threat that you got to face. That he made that entertaining. James Gunn is available. Got something wacky. He's got a project he wants to do. Just give him the money and let him do his work. All right. Don't go through his Instagram. Ignore the the social justice warriors out there looking to cancel somebody. Ignore them all. He's going to make you some money because he is a solid filmmaker right now. But. I can't wait from this. Just entertained now I haven't. It was kind of tempered with the fact that I don't know where the hell the DC universe is going. More of movies like this, I don't know if it's even going to build on it. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, you kind of take them as they come with Warner Brothers right now these days. So my opinion, good film, solid entertainment, leads above the first Suicide Squad. And, you know, easily one of the best uh, DC's movies that have come out uh, recently. All right, Matt. Phenomenal film. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Keith echoed it great as far as, hey, that first character, you're like, oh, man, he's a badass. I'm going to find out he was a straight-up punk. To not get attached to any of the characters, 
and not even give away a lot of uh, things in the trailer to actually show what was happening surprised me on multiple levels. It wasn't as funny as Guardians of the Galaxy, but you do get the vibe of it considering it's the same director. I thoroughly enjoyed myself in the movie. I'd definitely watch it again. I was one of the few that actually probably watched it in the movie theater. Every single character seemed to have depth rather than just random people that were just there to read a script. Harley Quinn, amazing. This was her role, her probably her best role. Some people mm-hmm. that favor the Harley Quinn, bird, like whatever you call that movie, Birds of Prey, Harley Quinn, they're pissed off about this one in particular. One, just because Why? of the, the press that the movie's getting. That the what, Harley, what do you mean press? Like bad press? Good press? Good press. Good the press. good press. And Harley Quinn somehow is redeemed in this movie and not in her own movie. That's why. But her own movie sucked. Well, man, some people don't think like that, Matt. <laughs> I had a 10-hour plane ride, and I could only watch 10 minutes of it before I had to turn it off. I mean, Birds of Prey was horrible. But this one, I mean, it just got everything right. He knew the characters. He invested the time to put them on screen. And uh, I like the fact that, you know, was it Warner Brothers? Warner Brothers said, hey, do what it is that you want to do, and here's the money, and if you pay attention, if you let creative people do what they're supposed to do, you'll get a phenomenal product. Yep. Let the experts do what they're supposed to do without any restrictions, and let them tell a very concise story in order to entertain the masses. And that's what they did. And they hit a home run with this. I really love this movie. Jay. I really enjoyed this movie, but I came into this like having low, low expectations, not because of James Gunn. James Gunn is credible, a very credible director, very credible storyteller, but just because of the previous suicide squad movie, which Left a sour taste in my mouth with the uh, with Enchantress twerking hmm. and whatnot. That I just came in with very low expectations, but this movie blew all those expectations out the water. I really enjoyed this movie. This was a popcorn movie. If you sat there and you watched this movie, I don't see how can you not be like entertained. I liked the action. The action was pretty damn good. It was better than what I thought it would be. What was this rated? Rated R? Yeah. Yeah. They were kind of going in. I mean, yeah, they, they were dropping f bombs in there and everything. Yeah, I mean, it was gory. I mean, people were getting their face shot off and whatnot, but it was a good movie. I could say this one thing: I actually genuinely cared about each character compared to the last movie. Uh, agreed. I genuinely cared about the characters in this movie, and that is one thing that James Gunn is very good at. He's very good at giving each character some type of backstory that you get somewhat emotionally invested in the characters. And because he did that, it made it such a phenomenal film compared to the first one. Uh, The action was good. I don't like John Cena, but he did a great job with this. And he just seemed like he fits that character because when I saw him, I just saw wrestling John Cena, you know, him being all American and all that other stuff and all that. But he did a good job. And just him going back and forth with uh, Idris Elba, that was pretty funny. It was nothing that was really bad to me. That was perfect. Only thing that I did not like was the whole rats. Like, <laughs> you don't like rats, James? <laughs> no, I don't have a problem with rats. The James, Idris Alba's character reminded me of you so much. What, with the rats? <laughs> no, Idris Alba, just his leadership style reminded me of you. Really? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Some of the things he would say would be something you would say. Maybe. 
maybe. He was a way better lead than Will Smith. Yeah. Way better lead. I keep talking about Will Smith and his charisma, and I think he can't balance it. It's the same problem The Rock had. At some point, you don't see character. You see The Rock. Idris Elba. I can, think Shazam will be different. Not Shazam, Black Adam. You don't nah, think so? It'll be more the same. Yeah. He's he's got too much control over it. Like The Rock is with his uh, buddies, a super a badass superhero. Yeah, it, I thought Black Adam would be like the comic book. No, be like the comic book. But it, it is a rock, rock vehicle to make more rock movies. Correct. They probably it's have Kevin Hart in, in the comic book movies. <laughs> but like I said, that's the only thing that I have problem with was the whole rats. At the end, I thought that was kind of crazy. They made a supervillain that Starro is a threat, but they made it more menacing. I mean, it was you know, basically the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Right, right. It was enjoyable. I cared about the characters. The action was good. The comedy was on point. Like Keith said, there was not a moment that I was like laugh out loud or nothing like that. But there were moments I, I did laugh, but it wasn't like, oh my God, you know, still laughing to this day. No, it was nothing like that. And you could tell that the chemistry amongst the team was a lot more concise, a lot more put together compared to the previous movie. And that's due to the script writing, due to James Gunn's direction. So this movie is leaps and bounds better than the original Suicide Squad. Yeah. And King Shark was fucking hilarious with simple ass shit. But King Shark was actually like the undercover star of the movie. And then he made like a <laughs> when he put the bomb, he made that uh Baker. Yeah, peacemaker. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's not me, but I appreciate your gesture. Some shit like that. It was a good movie. I will watch it again. He was kind of like a combination of yeah, Groot and Drax. Groot. Yeah, yeah. Groot and Drax. Alright, well, I like this movie, but I am not going to rave over about it. I, mean, I think it's mm-hmm. solid. I don't mistake James Gunn's style for anything else it has a very music-driven soundtrack compliments the type of movie that he wants to make, which is fun. I think for me, there was a point, maybe the middle of the movie, like the end of the first hour, I think it slowed down a little bit because it was like whenever they were traveling to the town and everybody started telling their own life stories. I'm like, I don't really like that this much. I felt that it did the movie a disservice. They probably could have cut that out. I mean, the humor in it is fine. I think with the animated stuff, this falls in line with the animated Suicide Squad movies, that this could be a plot for one of those movies. So it doesn't really do anything different, but it does it effectively enough for it to be, one, definitely better than the first movie, better casting than the first movie, better direction than the first movie better focus and then even if you're talking about what comes next in the dc universe if they go the Zack snyder-ish everything super serious and super grim route or if it goes the shazam route this movie can still slide itself in and be the movie that james gunn wants to make so again it's solid i'm not gonna rave over about it i may or may not watch it again but it's definitely better than will smith's movie and David Ayer keeps saying that need to release the air cut of the first movie. I don't see how you can redeem that movie. There's no way from a story perspective. Did they remove the twerking? James, probably not. They cut out all of the 
Joker scenes because it was too much. The Joker scenes is not going to make it a better movie. The Joker hurts that movie. And I would also say that... Disagree. Uh, the first movie? Disagree. It hurts the first movie. No. I would also say that I think Holly Quinn, she's fine. I mean, Margot Robbie is fine. Fine actress. Yeah. I could see her not being in this movie and this movie still being good. I mean, her addition to this movie is just... She's a popular character. The only popular thing <laughs> to have right now. Because, yeah. Well, she's a staple. Yeah. I mean, Wonder Woman, not sure what's going on with that. Batman, definitely not sure what's going on with that series. Superman, definitely not sure what's going on with that. And the only thing you have right now is basically Aquaman Shazam. And I guess the Flash. Flash. And Aquaman Shazam. The Black TV, Adam. Yeah, and the TV stuff. And that's it. Going on to something else with this particular movie that is being called a flop. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it didn't make much money. It, it made $26 million this weekend. Do they account the streaming? Or no? no they're not no, accounting for streaming, but the fact that it was released in about 4,000 theaters and it pulled in that much. But you also have to look at the climate right now with coronavirus. Yeah, no one was going to the movie theaters uh, with that chick popping up. <laughs> but, but you have to look at that. And I'm then, going. And then Matt mentioned that Venom got delayed, which I want to say might have been a, a yep. result of what happened with this movie. Because I mean, Venom would have came out next month? Yeah. yeah. So well, hold on. When did it get delayed to? doesn't matter. Trash yeah. movie. I'm not sure if it's uh, Venom got delayed either to January or February. According to that, uh, oh, they expect that, things to be better by now. Well, I mean, what's been happening in the first place? Everybody's been holding on to their movies, and I mean, again, I think yeah. Warner Brothers made the right decision. Here's the thing: What does Sony got outside of Spider-Man and Venom? What else do they have? As far as comic books are concerned, do uh, they have the money movies? marketing IPs. The only thing that Sony has right now: Spider-Man, Venom, and Morbius. Like those are the only things that. Matter of fact, what happened to that Morbius? Currently, movie? I remember the trailer like about a year. Well, two I mean, years because ago. coronavirus, that movie is probably never. Yeah, gonna... got delayed again. That movie's. You need to make money on these movies, man. Sony's hurting. And I would probably expect Shang Chi to get delayed because of this movie. Be, More than likely. Be everything was behind this movie. Marketing was behind it. Movie theater only, or you think it's going to be what Shang Chi? Shang Chi is yeah. probably going to be that premiere access, whatever the BS that Disney does. If they do decide to release it, there's going to be here's another lawsuit for Disney <laughs> uh, talking about I was due royalties from box office receipts, and they decided to do a split release. But so they're blaming this on for Suicide Squad the fact that they got a dual release, and then AMC and Warner Brothers are beefing about release dates for movies so AMC's kind of in a situation where they don't want to have a movie come out on streaming and then also appear in the theaters that's the two reasons why this did not make a lot of money right now and the push has been happening for the past two to three years where things have progressively been moving to streaming or streaming only movies have been getting better coronavirus accelerated it a lot I mean, it was eventually going to happen if I said it was going to be 2023 and you would have a situation like this, yeah, people would have probably agreed. But with the coronavirus and then, like I said, Warner Brothers made the right decision. They made it early. They took a lot of flack for it. I guess in regards to this movie, superhero tempo movies that everything's supposed to make a billion dollars, those days are gone. And those days are probably not coming back. 
at least in the next two to three years? Because of the hybrid environment now and the movie theaters and streaming, if you could watch it from the comfort of your home, the only reason why you go to movies is because you want the ambiance of the movies. You want yeah. just being there. But if you can't go there, but you can watch it from home, then you go to like $29. Is it $29? What, to watch 20... from home? Yeah. Well, sometimes it's free. I mean, well, sometimes with, it's covered in the subscription. Yeah, it's covered in the subscription. With Disney, a lot of the bigger movies are going to be Premier Access. So Milan $30. was supposed to be one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, like. I mean, Jungle Cruise turned out to be one of those. The things are that the movies that they want to protect, Black Widow, like those type of movies, are going to be Premier Access. Are they even making their money back, though? The Lady and the Tramp movie, like those aren't going to be Premier Access. There's a long game associated with that. The way they're accounting everything is the subscription base. And they're banking on people doing like what they do with gym memberships. (laughs) But you never use it. You may use it every once in a while, but forget about it because it's such an innocuous bill that comes through. Unless you do something to piss off the audience and where they just, somebody organizes a mass exodus, you're pretty much fine. People just leave it alone. Like Netflix, their subscription base goes up and down. But in truth, there's nothing really significant. Um, Yeah, I mean, right now, Netflix is stagnant as far as subscribers are concerned. But I mean, they're always going to be in the top three. I mean, it might not always be the top, but Mm -hmm. they'll be in the top three. Because Disney owns Hulu, you can't really count that. But those are the top three streaming services. Box office and how it's going to work through and everything. We'll see myself going back to a movie theater versus if I had the option between a movie theater and just standing home day of on a Friday night, like having that option. At the same time, you know, there are certain movies I'm going to go see in a movie theater. Dune is a perfect example. I'm going to see that in a movie theater. Yeah, I will pay you the money to see that film. And we, even though I have HBO Max, I'll be going to a theater and I will throw a mask on. And I will go out and go see that movie in theater because I got it. In my mind, I want to have it in the best experience possible. And I think a lot of film goers are going to do that. Because if you think about it, Hollywood always goes through this problem when technology gets ahead of it. They're looking at technology, streaming services. It makes sense for that stuff to be to be brought to the homes. If, if you have a streaming service available to you, you want to get your product out there. Throw it in theaters and throw it on streaming. It's a no-brainer at that point. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Big Mike, what score would you give the Suicide Squad? I'm sitting between eight, eight and a half. But I definitely want to check it out again. Just in case there's anything I missed when I was kind of in and out. One of their strongest showings. Be interested if they continue to go down this direction or not. But I would say DC is finding a way to balance the dark with the light, I would say. Given you got Shazam and then all their other characters, and they seem to be kind of writing the ship a little bit. You know how I feel about them. I feel like <laughs> they don't always make the best decisions with the things they do, but definitely a step in the right direction. Giving me a little bit of hope for what the Flash movie could be. DC can kind of get themselves together and start figuring some things out, but smart choice to get James Gunn. Like you said, he hits all the time. Definitely one of their best movies. I mean, not a lot that they got to choose from but <laughs> definitely one of the better movies and like i said thoroughly enjoyed it all right keith uh, i'm gonna give this a eight like i said style film very enjoyable there weren't any moments of just laugh out loud comedy that i was hoping to have but it was a solid and enjoyable film i'll definitely be watching it again there were no i don't want to say slow parts that i like that every character has something to contribute to the overall story even if it was nathan Fillin's 
TDK, TDK uh, what is it, the Dismemberment Kid? This silly that was hilarious. Stuff. Like it, <laughs> there was something in there for everybody. Moments in there that was just like, you, you turn your head and it was just something going on. Enjoyable film. I liked it. And I'm hoping for more. Not sure what James Gunn is going to do. If he's going to, I know he's got Marvel. His talent's big enough for the whole thing. So keep him working and everything. So yeah, I'll give it an eight. Rock solid. And I hope whoever made the decision to give this to James Gunn and let him run with it and keep the other Warner Brothers big wigs away is making more of these decisions and gets the DC Cinematic Universe back on track. Let's get Henry Cavill back in the suit and let's get it going. Let's, let's just keep it working. But this is a step in the right direction. So, Matt, what score would you give the Suicide Squad? Uh, film was enjoyable. I loved the character deafness of it. It recorrected DCU, if you want to call it that. I'd give it a 9 out of 10. I uh, would definitely watch it in the movies, IMAX, wherever it may be. I hope that he directs more movies, even if it's in the DC universe. It's, it's a fun movie. I mean, universally, everyone loves it or likes this movie. So 9 out of 10. Keep it up. So would you rate this better than Guardians of the Galaxy? Like either one or two? Uh, I'd probably put it up there with two. One was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, one is a good movie, and two is just a continuation of it, but I think the story could have been better. In- yeah, I think the reason why I gave it a nine rather than a higher score is Starro, which for some people that don't know anything about uh, you know, DC Comics, I mean, he's a huge, epic character. For us, we're like, oh, wow, he's an actual character, and some people were thinking like SpongeBob SquarePants type stuff. Hey, this wasn't really necessarily about the bad guys or the the villain as it was about the anti-heroes that came together and actually worked together and interacted well within each other to propel the story forward. All the uh, the visual effects, especially with Okadot Man, <laughs> it was just like, what? Like, man, this dude needs therapy. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, he was unexpected. Unexpected character. It was probably say he and Ratcatcher, because I'm like, what are you going to do with rats? <laughs> I figured it... <laughs> I figured then, I was like, yeah, that that has to happen, especially in a city like that. All right, Jay. I give it an eight. Like I said, I enjoyed the movie. It was a great popcorn film. My expectations were low, but it, it was a really good film. I mean, like I said, I didn't write, like the rat thing. I was emotionally invested into the characters. I actually gave a fuck about them. Like I didn't think Polka Dot Man was going to be anything. I actually thought that he was going to be one of the main characters that died in the beginning. But he wasn't. He actually played a pivotal part in this he has some of the funniest moments especially like when he was seeing his mom he saw his mom everywhere it was just hilarious to me it was a good movie i will watch it again very entertaining they need to keep james gunn they need to just let him do what he does best not interfere and this man can help bring dc out of uh, the little slump that they're in they do another suicide squad they need to keep idris elba they don't need a whole nother cast i mean they do but keep idris elba like they kept harley they kept flag but they need to keep Idris Elba, most definitely. Bloodsport. But this was a good movie. Forward to seeing what they do next. The Suicide Squad. Because there are so many stories that could be told with them. I'm eager to see what they do next. All right. So for me, this is what the first movie should have been. And if you erase that first movie, the DCEU doesn't look as bad. <laughs> We're still a lot of misfires. Batman v Superman. And the original Justice League, but 
slot is in with the first Wonder Woman movie. And you kind of eliminate those other bad movies. And then you kind of jump to Aquaman and Shazam. This fits. It's a good alternative to Marvel. But no, DC chose to do a whole bunch of dumb stuff. And then the re-release of the Justice League. You got a lot of positive press off of that. Hey, you fixed the movie. But then you don't even capitalize off of that. I mean, again, this stems a tide. I mean, it's sad to see the current state of movies right now, that this movie should be $600 million, $700 million. But it likely will never see that, at least with the box office numbers. But the solid movie, I'd probably just give it a seven. And I'm not raving over it. But if I compare it to the first Guardians of the Galaxy, that movie is still better. The second one, that movie's still better. And if it's James Gunn, we'd say this is probably on the level of super. That that's how I feel about this movie. So it's it's okay. Solid movie. That's it. Beast Game Podcast.